Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today's guest has a passion for women, and she's using her own experience to help others. Judith Lenore Fraze is not only an author, she's a speaker and a counselor. And today she's going to share her own personal journey of discovering herself. And she's also going to share a little bit about a book and a study guide that she's put together. That's all here today on Connections. Our guest today is Judith Lenore Fraze. She's an author, a speaker, and a counselor. You're a busy woman. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My whole life has been an answer to prayer. Somebody else was praying or I was praying. <laughs> and <clears throat> when I got to um, really think about uh, what I'm doing right now, so we're going from now, and then I'm going to give you a little history from how I um, got to where I am. But I love where I am right now because uh, Christian women, like my sisters in Christ especially, they have been a transformative influence in my life, just transformative. And what was the most uh, dramatic transformation that took place in my life, even as a Christian woman, was in uh, Sydney, Australia. And that was in 2004. Five. I don't know if I have to tell you all the years, but it was in 2005. And I received a message from the wonderful example of the women there. Tremendous women leadership. That changed my self-perception as a Christian. I went from, I think I told you earlier, from being a Christian to being a woman. <laughs> to being a woman, to being a daughter of God. And that changed everything for me. I came back with a really profound message that changed my whole uh, identity. Well, for a change, I, I found an identity. Let's put it that way. And um, <clears throat> from that, other women, young women especially, were drawn to the message of, of being a daughter of the king, risen, empowered, and beautiful to the core. No one had ever told me I was beautiful growing up not in my household. And it wasn't a word that was very common for my husband and household he grew up in with all boys. <laughs> so he didn't really tell me uh, that I was beautiful. And so uh, finding out that God has made you beautiful and in his image and that I was risen and empowered, well, that just changed everything. So uh, <clears throat> what happened was I ended up... Um, drawing these women to the message and started to teach them. And we formed what the girls called sisters together in Christ stick. And one of the girls said, we're stick and we stick together kind of thing. So that was really, really amazing for me because uh, I never really had anybody to mentor me all my Christian life or speak into my life. I was <laughs> raised in the church from a late age and I was told to like go to the kitchen or, you know, teach Sunday school if you can. But uh, there wasn't really any, um, any input on me personally as a woman and my growth, my ups and my downs. No, nobody really got into my life. So I have been in, into people's lives for a long time because I became what I needed. You know, I never had that. So now that's what I've been offering to other women. And I'm just sensing this urgency just to conclude this first part. I just sense this emergency to re, uh, reach out to many women as possible uh, because we've really lost touch with each other. And I mean, literally lost touch 
Uh, I myself, I just miss the the embrace, the human embrace, the warm hugs. I miss the smiles, the laughter. I mean, everything personally on a, a, a personal level, I really miss it. So I know that I could write about things, but it seems that it's more personal to speak about things. And so therefore radio is a way I can uh, get in touch with the women uh, who will be listening. And I know God will put exactly who needs to hear what I have to say, you know, in listening range. So um, that's why I'm speaking to you, Colleen and <laughs> Mike, <laughs> because part of this will be for me to make myself known uh, and get an audience that will sense the need to connect with me. Tell us about, you mentioned writing before. Tell us about your writing and how you've previously reached out to people through that. Well, before writing the book, I really didn't do any writing. <laughs> I did a lot of the teaching of the message in a small group. So there would be times where uh, I would say I learned how to read properly when I started reading the Bible. So I hadn't written anything really till the book. And I was urged to write the book from the girls that I had been teaching for many years. They said, you, Judith, you have to write this stuff down that you've been teaching us. Other women need to know. So that is how my first book became a reality. Tell us about that book, uh, uh, the message behind that book and uh, the reaction that you had when it came out and what it's called. <laughs> the book is called, guess what? <laughs> Beautiful Woman. Nice. And the subtitle is Risen, Empowered, and Beautiful to the Core. Yeah, the book is very comprehensive, uh, and there are many themes in it, but mostly it's about your identity and the identity that you have as a woman in Christ. And so no longer are you seeing yourself as, oh, I'm a Christian who happens to be female, but you see yourself as, I'm a daughter of the king. And being a daughter, you know, being part of a family, being adopted, into God's family, being a daughter was the most wonderful thing. And so that uh, <clears throat> risen, empowered and beautiful to the core message is throughout the book. And that's number one would be uh, the profound sense of identity. Then there would be also the value of just womanhood and, and what your life was like in your childhood. We talk about in the book, we talk about uh, fears, we talk about joys, sorrows, how God looks at you and takes you through those things. So it is a bit of a how-to directive book, but more so it's encouragement. It's full of inspiration to know how deeply and valued you are by God and how important you are to the body of Christ as a sisterhood. So there are many levels to the book. Uh, one of the first comments was Judith I had to read it twice I read it I laughed I cried and I had to read it again and uh, because of the the depth in the book and how um, the response has been hey I need more the girls urged me to write a study guide so we're almost finished the study guide it's in its editing form right now <clears throat> so you can get beautiful woman plus the study guide just you can do it on your own study guide is very simply outlined the questions are there for the chapters and then there's discussion so then you can discuss with a friend or you can have a small group 
like I run small groups <laughs> and we discuss it that way. I'm hearing um, two things from you. First of all, this big evangelistic heart to reach women and let them know that there is a God that created them and loved them. But then also what you talked about earlier, a huge heart for discipleship, helping people grow. Yes, you're good. That's right. <laughs> That's right on. I know you have practiced at interviewing people. And don't forget, I haven't been interviewed <laughs> before. So I'm impressed with you guys. <laughs> you're doing great. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. I just marvel at how men can pick up things simply and women make things complicated, it seems. But I grew <laughs> up with two sisters, you know, and um, I didn't have um, a religious background. I didn't have Christianity in my life or anything. And what happened was, I'll tell you this, it's, it's it must be relevant to now. Because <clears throat> when I was about 11, it was my 12th birthday, I think, or maybe my 11th birthday, my mom believed in the Ten Commandments. So she sent me with my friends to the theater, which was just a block down the road. And we watched the Ten Commandments. And I was just this young girl. And I got so scared. Moses and God, they just scared me so much. I ran out of the theater. And I left my friends behind. <laughs> I ran all the way home. I was so shooken up with fear. And I realized that fear had been in my life for quite a while after that. Um, at the time, I didn't know. But the most magnificent thing is, you know, if anyone knows about fear, worry, anxiety, and insecurity, all these things that people are talking about, like right now, today, hey, I grew up with that. It isn't because COVID and you're locked down. No, I grew up with that fear always. I was a worrier. I was a worrier. My mom was throw salt over her shoulder because she was superstitious. You know, don't go walk in front of a black cat. All these things. My sister bought me a worry bird charm, you know, because of this worry. So one of the most powerful things that happened in my life is that I got set free from worry nice. <laughs> and fear and anxiety and insecurity. And I just wanted to let you know the scripture that was one of the most powerful scriptures that took me through it was, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Well, the New Living Translation says he freed me. The New American says uh, he rescued me. And well, he did all those things. One fear, one worry at a time, one after another over a period of years. And, you know, we all have a mind composed of two parts, the conscious and the unconscious. So I wasn't really even aware of all the fears and securities and things I've had. So the Bible was just powerful. It's living. It's breathing. He, Jesus Christ, is the living word. And he came in to not only make conscious, but he comes into the unconscious part. So... So much of the fears and the worries, anxieties, etc., are locked in our uh, uh, in our unconsciousness, and I wasn't aware of them, and I know others aren't because a lot of, not a lot, but you know the expression is a lot. But people, some people, whether they're male or female, they don't recognize their own their own fear, but it's also the um, goes back to probably an incident where they first drew a negative conclusion 
And so now they have a worried thought and they try to overcome it. Anyways, I'm not getting into my counseling right now, but to be fully known and understood was something foreign to me. And you know, what excites me and why I want to reach out always and disciple is because to be fully known and understood and accepted like that is tremendous. But I didn't know God, I didn't know myself, and consequently, I didn't really know others. And so what I want to express is this knowing is having a clear and certain perception of this truth. And if we don't have truth in this day and age, where it's filled with fake news and deception, disillusionment, despair, discouragement, etc., then we are going to have fear. But if you have the truth, and you have the love of God, it casts out all the fear. And so we've forgotten, I feel that uh, in my heart and with my emotion, that we have lost our perspective. Even as Christians, truth must prevail because it is the truth that will set you free from your fears, your insecurities, your anxieties, your discouragement, your disillusionment, etc. And you will not only know yourself, but you'll understand why you can help somebody else. So knowing, you know, is so important. And when I disciple, the first thing I do, which was done for me, was that get to know the wonderful, loving Heavenly Father that wants to make himself known so that then we will fully know and understand ourselves. We'll be able to love God with all our heart, our mind, our strength, our will, and then love our neighbor as ourself. You know, so often in the middle of that beautiful declaration to love God, you can't love somebody you don't know. And the same, you can't love your neighbor as yourself when you don't love yourself the way God loves you. So you have to be known. And then you can give out to others. So it's this process that I've gone through for many, many, many years to be set free from those things that are not fully, um, fully healthy, <laughs> godly, you know. And then when you get that with the identity that he gives us as a daughter, risen, empowered and beautiful to the core, you, you go through a healing you go through deliverance. He just takes us right through everything. And it's marvelous to behold. He's a genius too. He can even help you organize your kitchen. You know, it's just so wonderful. So and the study guide is important because it goes deeper and deep into our hearts. And then we get to really know who we are, understand. And that relationship with ourselves is so important. You can fool a few people some of the time. Maybe you can fool a lot of people. Uh, but if you don't really know and love and accept yourself the way God knows and loves and accept yourself and understand yourself, it's very hard to be that authentic with your neighbor. So it's just wonderful uh, to be able to have a God through Jesus Christ. Have a God through Jesus Christ who can do the miraculous within us and through us. You brought up counseling earlier. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what drew you to counseling. Well, the girls kept asking me where I was. And I said, I'd been in Sydney, Australia. And I had a powerful message that picked up in Sydney for myself. So they wanted me to share it. 
So they said, well, can we get together? So it started off as a, a group and, uh, and then individual counseling. And then as a couple of years go by, then couple counseling. I have a background from Providence with a master's degree in counseling and education. So I was really happy to find out uh, just why my whole family was so dysfunctional. <laughs> it just, it was wonderful. And if we look in the Bible, I think it's quite clear that there is no perfect family, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even David's family, right? You look at the example of David as a father. He was not a very good father, actually. His own son tried to kill him, right? David, oh, a man after God's heart, you know, full of repentance, you know, after indulging in adultery and murder. I mean, yeah. there is nobody out of God's reach. He, he loves each one of us perfectly. And he forgives, right? So it's been wonderful to experience that forgiveness. And, and I, some people say I really love God a lot. And then you know why, if anybody's interested, is because whom is forgiven much loves much. And I've been forgiven an awful lot. And I still am being forgiven. When I, you know, every day when there's a thought, I mean, thoughts are so important. That's why in counseling, I deal with leading uh, the Holy Spirit, letting him come into the subconscious, letting the word of God work in the subconscious, because uh, those thoughts in there sometimes are filled with our fears and our negative conclusions. And we don't know how to get into our subconscious, but God does. And he sets us totally free from that. Uh, you've mentioned uh, being living in Sydney. Um, tell us a little bit about that and why you were there. Well, I went to visit our daughter in uh, New Zealand. She was living in Wellington, New Zealand. So we followed our daughter to visit her there. And it was time to go home. But she said, Mom, you can't go home without going to the Hillsong Color your world conference. It's a women's world conference in Sydney. And if you just go, mom, you'll love it. <laughs> then I tried, we tried everything. They were jam packed full. There was not an application left that was open for anybody to come to attend the conference. Registration was closed. My daughter said to me, mom, remember when you prayed for me when I was studying and you said, <clears throat> that I could do it. God will provide a way. Well, go. So I took the plane and I flew off to Sydney, Australia. With no on the ticket way home. to the conference. Yes. Yes. And I did. And I did not have a registration. I didn't know a soul on the plane or on the ground. I, I managed to um, be overheard. <laughs> I was overheard on a bus talking to someone because I like to have a little talk with people and I said, I have no registration. I have no vehicle. I have no accommodation. But I'm going to the women's conference. And someone at the back of the bus heard and came up to me and said, did you want to go to the Hillside Women's Conference? I said, yes, I'm going. I heard you don't have um, any way of getting there and you don't have any accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not registered. <laughs> and I said, you're right. She says, well, my name is Diana. And I sing in the choir at Hillsong. And I would love to drive you there. 
and you can stay at my house. <laughs> wow. So That's so amazing. It is. And, and I mean, I have stories like that. I can tell you um, for hours. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I could listen to them for hours. Unfortunately, we don't have that much time in the show or the podcast. Uh, but Judith, like a great message you've given us about uh, discovering who God's created us to be and how to believe that message and how to grow in faith for people that do want to know more and connect with you and learn more and grow with you. How can we do that? Well, my website's being updated. So I think it's best to um, do an email or a phone call or a text. My email address is uh, my last name, not my middle name, Judith Fraze at Shaw.ca. And Fraze is F-R-O-E-S-E. Yes, correct. And my phone number is 204-229-0139. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Connections with Colleen Hood and Mike Tom. We'll talk to you again on Connections.